Hey guys, I sat down for a morning meeting with San Diego Fire Captain Bo Reinhardt. Bo's a C-Tech certified tax preparer and he wants to teach you how to legally lower your taxes using tools that are already readily available to you. This episode is chock full of information. You may have to listen to it a couple times. Hope you enjoy. All right, hey Bo, welcome to the bullpen. Thanks for meeting me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, this must be a pretty busy time of year for you, I guess. Uh, tax season, it officially ended April 15th, but, you know, got extended to July 15th. So, uh, yeah, we're still busy. Uh, people are trickling in. Right on. Well, uh, I see that we we color coordinated our shirts here today. So that's, uh, we got that going for us at least. <laughs> yeah, I like your style. Yeah, I like yours too. What well, the right on. Yeah, hey, uh, no, really, thank you for being here. I know it's a busy time, um, but I'm excited to, to pick your brain on a lot of this stuff. I think we're going to get a lot out of it. So, uh with that said, you ready for your first alarm? I'm ready. Thanks. All right, let's do it. So for our job, first alarm is four engines and a truck. But here at the firehouse, we're going to ask you four questions. You're going to give us one piece of advice. So your first question means you are first in that scene. So that's who you are, where you work, and how long you've been on. All right. Thanks, Kyle. So my name is Bo Reinard, uh, born and raised in San Diego, California. I'm a family man. I'm married with two beautiful kids. One's 18, one's 10. Um, I was an industrial firefighter from 2003 to 2007. Then I was hired by the San Diego Fire Department, where I currently work. Uh, I'm a captain. I'm stationed at Station 29 on B Division. I've been there for about a year, and I've been a captain for about a year and a half. Outside of the job, my wife and I own a tax firm called the San Diego Tax Team. Awesome. It's been a pleasure working alongside you all these years, um, but you mentioned tax preparing. Tell me a little bit about that. So for tax preparing, um, it really came down to a passion. I did not know I was going to have a passion for preparing taxes, but uh, if you would ask me five years ago, if I thought I'd be doing this, I would have said no. Um, but learning about finances and, and my own financial education, I discovered a, a hidden passion for taxes. And uh, I want to share that. I want to help firefighters on the job, first responders, and help them with their taxes. So um, my experience with it was uh, evolved to do my own taxes. And then it changed to where my wife and I for years thought about starting a business. And we finally decided some things happened. Some, some firefighters came to the station talking about their experiences. And we thought we can do this. We can do a better job, provide a more quality experience. And we decided to pull the trigger and start a tax business. So we started the tax business in 2019. That's when we officially started doing taxes. We founded the San Diego tax team. Um, our business started small, which is my wife and I, and it's, it's grown. We built a team. Just like being a captain on the job, you have to have the engineer, they have a job. The firefighter medic has a job. The firefighter has a job. I wanted to build a team where we each have our jobs, and then together we get the job done. So it's my wife and I. Uh, we also have a, a CPA. She's a certified public accountant on our team. Uh, she's been doing taxes for 27 years. We also have a retired IRS auditor. She's on our team. She's an invaluable resource. And then uh, as far as certification for my wife and I, we are both California Tax Education Council certified. Uh, it's called CTEC. So it's a series of classes and tests to qualify you to be a tax preparer. Um, so everyone knows in the state of California, your tax preparer has to be CTEC certified, a CPA, uh, an attorney, or um, an enrolled agent. And Otherwise, if, they cannot legally. If they're not one of those, uh, it sounds like I'm just uh, risking a lot. Well, how would I know whether they're a CTEC or if they're a CPA or what, are they required to share that information with you? 
So they are required, uh, simply ask and, and hopefully they're truthful, but also uh, they have to physically, or they have to sign your tax return. So when you look at your tax return, if their signature is not on there as the paid preparer, then, then they listed you as the tax preparer. So if there's scam artists out there that would just use TurboTax, tell you they're doing your taxes and uh, essentially just put you as your own tax preparer. So you gotta make sure you're going to a licensed certified tax preparer. And we, uh, we're licensed, bonded, insured. Um, we do both personal and business taxes. Um, we can even do 1099. So for people that have, have businesses and they need to 1099 contractors, we do that as well. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. So um, it's just a way of protecting yourself, I guess, from, from the fly-by-night folks that open up an office with no background, no experience, no licensing, um, you know, making sure that you see their signature on, on your tax return is a way of knowing that they're, they're, they know what they're doing, basically. Is that, I got that right? Yeah, absolutely. Their signature has to be on it. Okay. So make sure that they sign your tax return as the paid preparer okay. you know, and ask them. So, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So I've heard a lot about the CARES Act and, and this huge stimulus package and um, a, a lot related to the coronavirus. What, how is that going to impact firefighters or first responders in, in your opinion? What, what do we need to be aware of? So with the CARES Act, well, how much time do you have? Because well, we got time. We got time. The CARES Act is uh, quite extensive. It's very long. Um, like most of the CARES Act, what's up? It's like 800 pages or something. Yeah, it's, it's really long. So most of the CARES Act, uh, in fact, probably 80 to 90% of it affects businesses. So if anybody wants to call our office, um, I'm more than happy. I love this stuff. I'll talk to them all day long about how this affects businesses. But as far as how it affects individuals, which I think is, is relevant to what we're discussing here, um, there's a few ways that the CARES Act affects individuals. So I'll start with everything, uh, the big one. Everyone knows about the stimulus checks. Everyone wants their stimulus checks, right? So $1,200 for single filers, 2,400 for married, follow joint, and then 500 per, per child. Um, now there are income phase outs. We all, we've all seen the news, we're probably aware of these. Uh, 99,000 for single filers, you won't get a stimulus check. 198,000 for married, follow joint, you won't get a stimulus check. Um, there are some people that haven't gotten a stimulus check yet. Most people have, they, they say roughly 80% of people have gotten a stimulus check yet, but if they haven't, I don't want them to be worried. Um, they will, the IRS is either gonna mail you a check or you can go on irs.gov or call our office and we'll help walk you through it. You can input your bank information so that they can send you a direct deposit check. Or worst case scenario, they will give you a tax credit in 2020, dollar for dollar, for the amount that you should have received. Now, I, I've heard too that there's a difference between 2018 and 2019. Like if I made more money in 18 than I did in 19, it makes sense to, to hurry up and file 19. But if I made more money in 2019, it, and I haven't filed yet, maybe it makes sense to hold off on filing because we have that extended deadline. Does that make sense? So it, it might matter. Uh, it wouldn't be significant unless your income was, was drastically changed. So uh, there is a phase out. So for single filers, it started at 75,000 where that 1200 started to be reduced okay. all the way until at 98,000, you get nothing. So yeah, if you made say uh, 70,000 in 2018, and then you made uh, 100,000 in 2019, I would advise that you, you would wait so you get a hold stimulus. Hold off on 19. Yeah. yeah hold but, off on yeah. Hold off on 19. And the same for the married father joint because they'll base it on your most current tax return. Okay. So if I, let, let's say I got promoted this year or I, I worked a ton of overtime this year or something like that, 
I would want to, what would, I, what would be the best option there? So if you haven't done right now, by the time we're taking this move or making this video, if you have not done your tax return, you probably already got your stimulus check based on your 2018 taxes. Okay. So uh, it may be a, a mute point, but uh, if you haven't yet, say your, your 2019 is still processing or um, something's happened at the IRS, you know, there's really limited people working at the IRS right now because of the COVID. They don't want people there. Um, in fact, our tax practitioner line, every time you call, there's no one there to even answer the phone. So it's really limited resources. Um, but at this moment, yeah, you've probably got your stimulus check already. And if not the IRS, they'll, uh, they'll give it to you as a credit on your 2020. Okay. Yeah. That, that all makes a lot of sense. Is there anything else in the CARES Act that, that we need to know about? So there's, there's a couple of other things that uh, affect individuals. Um, one is, uh, an off an above the line charitable tax donation. So what does that mean? Without to confuse people, a, a charitable tax donation is generally deductible only if you itemize. So if you itemize and you donate to charities, and for firefighters out of our paychecks would be Brothers United, the Firehouse Museum, Sports Club, Emerald Society, stuff like that, Community Responsibility Fund. Okay. Those are only, they only really count if you itemize and you can get over the standard deduction. A standard deduction for married is 24,400, is 12,200 for single. So it only really counts then. But the IRS through the CARES Act is gonna allow individuals that can't get over the standard deduction to take a $300 above the line deduction for charitable donations. So for firefighters, that's good because a lot of us naturally already have these donations being taken out of our paychecks. Um, and it means above the line means above adjusted gross income. So you have your income and then you, you do above the line deductions, which would be our 401k, our pension payments, what they take out for medical. That's, that brings your, you down to your adjusted gross income and then that's what they figure out. Uh, then they give you the standard deduction and then they make that your taxable income. How does, you mentioned 401k, how does that all relate? So 401k um, is, is a qualified retirement plan, which is an above the line deduction. It reduces your taxable income. And I'm glad you brought it up because there's another CARES Act uh, um, law that came into place for 401ks. So if somebody is in the need, right, they really need to take the money out of a 401k, they now can do it via the CARES Act. So typically you could only take out up to 50 grand or half of what you had in a qualified retirement plan. But the IRS has wiped that slate clean and says you can take out everything you have in a qualified retirement plan if you need to. But I'd still get that 10% penalty, right? So no, traditionally you would get taxed on it as income and a 10% penalty. So it'd roughly be 30% tax. Wow. The, the IRS is waiving the 10% tax because of the, the CARES Act. And then they're also spreading out the income. You will still get taxed on it as income tax, but they are spreading the tax out over three years now, which is nice. And then if you decide, if you can, you pay it back. Um, if you pay it back within that three years, you won't be taxed on it at all. They'll waive the tax. They'll consider it a rolled over contribution to another retirement plan. So in essence, you can look at it a bunch of ways, but it could be, it could be an interest-free loan as long as you pay it back within the three-year period, starting the day after you withdraw the money. Okay. So start, I, I withdraw the money today. The clock starts tomorrow. I have three years to pay that entire amount back and I won't pay anything on it. Yeah. You have three years to pay it back and you will not pay tax on it. That's a pretty good deal. So I guess, how do I, how would I even know um, how to calculate some of this stuff? Like how would I, how would I figure all that stuff out? If I wanted to start contributing my, my 401k, um, but I wasn't, you know, I still needed to pay the bills. I still needed to know how much money I was going to bring home. How, like, how would I even know about doing that? 
So there's two ways you can do it. One is uh, kind of an old school way. When I first came on, it was actually the way recommended to me uh, by some of the old timers sitting around the morning meeting table. They said, hey, kids, start contributing to that 401k and deferred comp now as much as we can. Right? We, luckily, we had a few of us that were told that, right? And we started. Um, so you could do, one way you could do it, but it's not recommended, is do add $100 every paycheck to what you contribute to your 401k. And notice how much that drops your take home pay. Okay, that would take a long time, but that is one way that you can do it. Um, right now is a good time because there's not a lot of overtime. So you actually would see it uh, make changes to your actual take home pay without overtime. Oh, but an easier way, a way that you can do it right away without having to go through all that is, uh, is, is nice calculators now. So um, it's, it's a little bit of a plug here on our website, San Diego Tax Team. You go to um, our, our services and click on financial calculators. We have hundreds of calculators for every scenario you can think of. They're really easy to use. If anyone needs help, they can call me. I'll even do the numbers for them or walk them through it. But you would simply click on the, the paycheck section in the financial calculators. And there's one called adjustments to deductions, adjustments to your paycheck deductions. And you can actually plug in, all you need is a current copy of your most current paycheck. And you can plug in numbers and then you could make an adjustment if you wanted to contribute more to your 401k. And it would tell you your, your new amount of exact take home pay. And just an example, so personally, we started contributing uh, 160 more dollars into our 401k, right? Not, it'd be nice to do the 19,500 every year that we're right. allowed to, but not everyone can do that. Yeah. So we're like, hey, we wanna contribute more um, to lower our tax liability. That's one of the benefits. So I went to my calculator and I, and I said, hey, what would that change? So I used my own calculator and I saw that it was gonna reduce my take-home pay by only $120. So putting 160 more into my 401k, more growth, lowers my tax liability, but it only affected my take-home pay by 120. Some people might say 120 is a lot, but those numbers change for everybody based on all of your deductions. Sure. So that's easy. Go to our website. So that what a great what a great tool. Um, I'll be going on there because that sounds like a that sounds like a, a risk-free way of taking a dry run to to see what this thing can actually do. Uh, that's that's just brilliant. What a what a great tool for people. Now now for you, uh, you have a pension. You're also contributing to your 401k. What about guys without a pension? How does any, does any of this relate? So um, their SPSPH is their SPSPH, but if they contribute to the 401k, they can still withdraw from that if they need to. Um, hopefully they're not contributing to the 457 deferred comp plan if they have the SPSPH, because uh, we, we've learned and we're all trying to educate our, each other that for firefighters that are in the SPSPH, if they contribute to the 457 plan, then um, it lowers what they actually, the 11% that they put into their SPSPH, it lowers that thus lowering what the city matches. So, so new firefighters should really be doing their SPSPH, which they, they have to, right? It's not like it's a choice. And then they should be, if they can, maxim, you know, maxing out their 401k or as much as they can. And only if after that they want to do something else, then they can go get a, a traditional Roth IRA or Roth IRA or Vanguard or whoever they want. Um, don't do the 457 plan. Do the city because it affects their tax base. That's incredible. What a great piece of advice. Uh, guys, if, if you need to rewind that and listen back to it, um, please do so. What a fantastic little nugget there. Thank you. Um, Can I do one other thing on the CARES Act real quick? Yeah, please do. Please. So it really doesn't affect firefighters that much because we're in a good position. Thankfully, we uh, have a stable, a stable career, right? Where uh, in good times or bad times, we're, we're employed. But for a lot of firefighters, um, their spouses might be on unemployment. And via the CARES Act, right, we all know that they boosted the unemployment benefits to where people are getting $600 more, that bonus from the government. 
what I want people to be aware of is it's not tax-free money. So the stimulus package was tax-free, the, the money we got, the 1200 or 2400 plus for kids. But unemployment is not tax-free. And it's nice they put a little box on there when you fill out the application and you say, hey, withhold federal taxes, right? So state, no tax. Federal, they're going to take out tax. Um, if you check that box, they'll withhold taxes, but it's never enough, ever. Of everyone that we've done taxes for, uh, they always end up owing some money on that piece, on the unemployment. Now, maybe their W-2 compensation from the, the firefighter offsets that, but just to be safe, and this is just a recommendation, just to be safe, I would withhold, make sure 15% of that unemployment check is being saved in a savings account, check account, however you want, so that at tax time, you have enough money to cover your tax liability. And if you happen to be already getting a refund because of your, your firefighter income or other income, that's another little bonus. But it's better than getting stuck with a, a tax bill at the end of the year that you weren't expecting. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Um, I had never heard that. That's a, what a great little piece right there. Um, so, but with that, how often should I be checking in with uh, my taxes? How often should I be doing, like in the old days, I would just, you know, basically when the end of the year came around, I'd take out this pile of uh, receipts and start going through it. And, and at that point had no ability to, to affect my tax liability. So I guess my question is, how often should I be just checking in and seeing if I'm tracking for where I want to be? That's part number one. Part number two, where do you recommend people try to get to? Do, do you, and it's different for everyone. Some people want a little bit back at the end of the year. Some people don't mind paying a little bit at the end of the year. Some people try to come in right at zero. What's, so how often should I be tracking this stuff? And what's your recommendation on where to, where to try to land? So it's all in your comfort zone. I recommend for me personally, I check uh, right at the end of June. I see how I did at the beginning of the year because the tax calendar, unless you own a business and you elect to be out of the calendar year is January 1st to December 31st, right? It's the calendar year. Um, so the end of June is a good time to do a paycheck checkup. The IRS has a great tool on their website, if, right on their homepage, irs.gov, paycheck checkup. All you need is your current paycheck. And it'll, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes and you, you'll just enter in information that it'll ask you for and it'll tell you, it'll estimate if you're getting money back or you're going to owe. You could also call our office and uh, I'll walk you through it. I'll even do it for you if you want. If you're one of our clients, that's a service we provide. You just, throughout the year, we have one client that sends us all of their paychecks. Uh, you just, throughout the year, send us a copy of your paycheck and say, hey, I want to do a paycheck checkup and we're happy to do it for you. Um, if you're a client, it comes with your, your fee. Uh, when you do your when we do your taxes, um, so at the end of June to answer your question is a good time to check, and then maybe the end of October, beginning of November. That way you can it's closer to the end of the year, and then you can make modifications to your your final couple paychecks in time if you want to make changes. That way they get to payroll and they're on your paychecks. Um, second question was, do you want to owe? Do you want to get back? Yeah. It's really a personal choice. Um, some people like owing money because they don't want the government to have a tax or an interest free loan right on their right. money. Right. Some people like to view it as a kind of savings account where yeah for savings account yeah yeah where they get like cool i'm getting back five grand it's like now i got five grand back that you know they knew it was probably coming because based on their tax scenarios they get that amount back about every year 2018 there were some changes but uh maybe going forward that's what they get um it's all personal preference for me i like to be between the zero and a thousand dollar range i don't want to ever owe money because i don't like writing checks or direct deposit to the IRS. I like them to give me money, but not a lot. I don't want to be so much that they, I feel like they got an interest-free loan. Right. Um, just keep in mind that if you are going to owe the IRS money, that the IRS, when you owe more than a thousand come tax time, say you owe 1500, 
they will try and penalize you because you owed more than a thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. The IRS wants you to owe. It's funny. They want you to owe less than a thousand. They don't mind care if you owe, but as long as it's less than that thousand, so they'll try and penalize you. So the rule is, is that as a tax preparer, as long as my client paid 90% of their tax liability, we can check a box and fill out a, a piece of a form that avoids that penalty. Uh, it's evident to me you've spent a lot of time thinking about this and, and studying it, and, and you're clearly passionate about it. Why? What made you become passionate about learning something like tax code, which seems very dry? Um, yeah. I, if you would have asked me five years ago, I never would have thought I would be passionate about taxes. But uh, I'm inquisitive. People that know me know I like to read. I like to learn. I like to ask questions. Uh, it's like being in the fire service, right? We learn something, and it changes. It evolves. Tax code is very similar. Just like in the fire service, what we learned 10 years ago were cars that are 15 years old. You know, some techniques aren't relevant nowadays. Cars change. We have new models that you have to keep learning. And I love that about being a firefighter, how it's a constant change and a challenge. Uh, but I also love that about taxes. Um, it's constantly, rules are changing, laws are changing. Um, also for me, I really wanted to have a good foundation of financial knowledge. So I view financial knowledge like a tree, right? And one branch of that tree is taxes. It's kind of a big branch, an important branch. Um, And as I started learning about it, I was realizing that our own tax preparers were making some mistakes. And they're human beings, and I'm not saying I'm perfect or our office is perfect, but um, we're really focused on quality, you know, and I started seeing mistakes and some pretty costly ones. Um, And just an example of, uh, we're doing amendments for people from 2018. We're almost at $30,000 in mistakes that we've caught, whether they did TurboTax on their own, and just miss stuff or just tax preparers just not catching everything right that's it maybe they didn't do it on purpose but you're just some offices you come in you're a number you do your they do your taxes you leave we really invest a lot of time into every client doing a lot of research making sure we catch every deduction and credit making sure that everything is done right um and then being a resource like we don't want to just do your taxes we really want to be your tax partner that's our mission so uh, i became passionate about the quality and about helping each other out and I love your platform. Your mission is to, right? You want to educate uh, everyone in our field of work and, and really increase our knowledge base, right? Make ourselves financially educated. I love that. So this is just one branch of that. That's why I appreciate you letting me come on here. No, um, man, I thank you for saying that. But I think I think you're absolutely right. And, and something that dawned on me while you were talking is that I feel like, and I've talked a lot about this with other people, where our line of work lends itself really well to uh, other other industries and and somebody that comes through the fire academy and and comes on the fire department and has proven to themselves that they can grind and they can they they are determined and they can fight through really difficult things then when it comes to other stuff that other stuff maybe seems not as difficult so where an ordinary tax preparer might just you know uh, shuffle you into the office and, and kick you out 20 minutes later and, and send off your return without doing any due diligence on it um, without you ever even really knowing. Whereas with, with the San Diego tax team, it sounds like you pay a lot closer attention. Uh, you, you have what sounds like a high level uh, of integrity, a high standard that you set. Um, and I just wonder, and I think that that has to, part of that has to come from your background in the fire service. So yeah, thanks for that. Um, I pride myself on on being a dedicated professional, whether it's in the fire service, taxes, or whatever I'm doing. And uh, anytime I took a promotions test, I grinded to compete. You beat me on the captain's test, yeah. Don't tell anyone. I wanted to come out towards the top, and you know I did, but not as not as good as you. But uh, 
everybody so gets the, the, the busiest houses, the, the busiest fire stations that San Diego has, I, I've, I've really worked at. And I've taken pride in that and, and fine-tuning my trade of being a firefighter. Um, and I carry that forward, like you said, to being a tax preparer. Um, and just like being a firefighter, people trust us right away, right? Like we walk into people's homes and it's just natural. We're in one of the few careers where people trust us. But um, I never, I, I didn't know the immediate tie, but together with taxes, but I learned it by doing more taxes. And that is people trust their tax preparer. A lot of people don't have the knowledge base. They don't know what their deductions or credits are. They don't know the rules and laws. So when a tax preparer says, hey, you're getting this back or you owe this, people say, okay, and they just trust them. Well, I think that trust is, is, is um, it's special. Just like being a firefighter, it's special. And we don't want to violate that trust. So being a tax preparer, it's something I take seriously, our, our firm takes seriously, and, and uh, quality and customer service are at the top of our objectives. And we do not want to violate that trust. So you know, hopefully enough. we don't make any big mistakes, but if we do, we'll correct them. You know, we'll own those. Right. No, absolutely. And that, that is the same mantra that we have in the fire department. So that makes a lot of sense, man. So just sort of circling back to all this, if, if I was interested in either learning more about um, reducing my tax liability or just figuring out ways to be more tax efficient, what's one piece of advice you'd give us? Call my office, <laughs> uh, call our office, study, um, ask us questions. That's what we're here for. But uh, it's really to start studying. Just go to irs.gov. There's a lot of information out there. And there's a lot of websites with information, old information, new information. irs.gov is where it's at. It's where all the information is that you're going to want to need. Um, or just call us. We'll have a, an hour-long conversation, and I'll, I'll just tell you. Because firefighters are eligible for, for certain deductions that other careers aren't. You know? um, and although it might not affect – you mind if I go into it for a minute? Or? Yeah, please. So, so firefighters uh, – police officers, military, there's certain deductions, every career path will have certain deductions, but for firefighters up until 2018, deducting um, uniforms, union dues, stuff like that are called miscellaneous uh, unreimbursed job expenses. They were good for federal and state, but as of 2018, they only affect state tax returns. So a lazy tax preparer, or if somebody doesn't know and they use TurboTax, um, they might not know to still itemize on their state tax return, but you're gonna want to itemize still. So you're still gonna wanna put on their union dues, right? Uniforms. Um, job supplies, uh, house dues, child fund, which is donations, uh, Salvation Army or the church or something like that. So all of that, all for us, um, if you're a member of sports club, uh, uh, like Brothers United, Emerald Society, Bomberos, Community Responsibility Fund, Frost Museum, all of those are 501 3Cs. So okay. they all count as charitable contributions, which it's important that when you take those numbers that you put them into a charitable contribution because that affects federal and state. Where some and, and some people might not know that, so they just tell, tell their tax preparer, hey, these are all my unreimbursed job expenses. And a tax preparer is going to put those as a state um, unreimbursed expense, and it only affects their state return. But in fact, those should be both affecting federal and state. So it's important to not just put it on your tax return, but to put it in the right place. Well, it's, right it sounds place. like it's important, it's important to have somebody that, that knows our job, that knows what we do to, to optimize everything that we can under the law. To, to reduce that tax liability. So I think that's just uh, another great reason to, to come to a, an outfit like San Diego tax team. So um, with that, man, it looks like we got knocked down on your first alarm. So uh, to wrap things up, where can people find out more about you? Uh, so our website, San Diego tax team is a great resource and it's simple. It's San Diego tax We also have a Facebook page. 
uh, San Diego tax team. If you go to Facebook, um, we have a blog where we blog about everything, business stuff, the care act, potentially the heroes act might be coming out. There'll be information on that. As soon as we get it, we share it. Um, and our, our website has so many resources available that I, I use, uh, in the, in the financial calculators. So, or call me, call my personal cell phone, 619-339-7332. Uh, we also have a business line, but the personal cell phone line is the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I promise to call you back within three days, unless I'm on a strike team or something weird, but uh, usually it's within three days I get back to clients. Awesome. So I really want to say thank you to you. I appreciate you having me on. This is a, a great tool, a great resource for um, firefighters uh, and really anybody. So I really, well, really honestly, Bo, uh, you've been uh, more than generous with your time at, at probably the busiest time of the year for you. Um, I think there is so much here for people to really dig into and, and get a lot of value from. So uh, really, man, the, uh, the pleasure is all mine. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kyle. I can't thank Bo enough for being here at the firehouse today in the bullpen. Uh, that was incredible. Take one piece of his advice, whether it's contributing to your 401k to reduce your tax liability, that top line item, or just learning more about the tax code itself will help you uh, keep more of the harder money that you make. It's not what you make, it's what you keep, that old adage. So just take some of that advice and make it happen. Uh, I just love the things that he was talking about in terms of taking what he learned as a firefighter and applying it to his tax preparation where a lot of other tax preparers would just shuffle you into the office, get you on the conveyor belt and kick you out 20 minutes later. No, he says you can call him any time of the year you want. It comes included with your tax fee for the year. He has a, a client that sends him his paycheck every two weeks to make sure that he's tracking the way he should be according to his goals. I think that is just an outstanding level of customer service you're just not going to find with your run-of-the-mill places. Uh, if you want to know more about Bo, find him on the San Diego tax team.com, uh, on Facebook, San Diego tax team. He's uh, just a wealth of knowledge, uh, an overall just an outstanding guy. If you want to know more about us, we're on Facebook. We're the firehouse. That's f.i.r.ehouse. On Instagram, the underscore fire underscore house, or on LinkedIn, the firehouse investors. That's all caps fire, lowercase house, investors. If you like this video, please like, share, and subscribe. But no matter what you do, take this information, go out there, and get some. Station F.